0: The volume. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Tirerack.com The way tire buying should be.
2: complete terms the
1: Colin Cowherd podcast brought to you by FanDuel it's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel whether you love basketball golf soccer or any fantasy sport there is a contest for every fan FanDuel more ways to win Hi, everybody. Chad Millman. will join us in about 10 minutes for our Week 7 NFL Lines. What a screwy week of NFL Lines. Three teams favored by 12 or more. It feels almost like a college Saturday. First, though, it's time for fake questions, real answers. I got things I want to talk about. I don't want to wait for you to ask me. Dear Colin, what's the story of the year that's not being reported in the NFL? I'll tell you what it is that Urban Meyer, in terms of football, is doing a really good job. There is a reason Jacksonville had the number one pick. They were terrible and won a single game last year with an NFL coach, Doug Marone. The media is being unfair and unwilling to give Urban Meyer a fair shake on the football side. I've got no problem with the criticisms of his personal life. But Greg Cosell admitted to me this week 42 years at NFL Films, that Urban and his staff are doing an excellent job with Trevor Lawrence, and he continues week after week to get better, and that they are putting him in positions to succeed. By the way, take away week one for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban's first professional game. In week two, fought and lost to the Broncos, competitive game 23-13. In week three, they led the Arizona Cardinals 13-7 to at half before losing a competitive game. In week four, they led the Cincinnati Bengals at half before losing 24-21. The Bengals are pretty good. They lost a competitive game to the Titans. They then go to a neutral field and beat Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins. Four of the six teams they've faced are 500 or better. They're 1-1 and against bad teams and gave the Arizona Cardinals one of their stiffest games so far. You don't have to like Urban. Be fair with Urban. The football part, he's actually been just fine. Dear Colin, why do you think everybody seems so hurt when you say Tua isn't a franchise quarterback? It's a good question, and you get the sense in Miami that it's very personal. Well, the league has become such a quarterback-dependent league. The entire success of your franchise revolves around the quarterback. You either are a have or a have-not. And currently in the NFL, there are 12 haves, the 12 teams with the best quarterbacks, and then 20 have-nots, and that's the Dolphins. And so it's easier to bitch about the GM and the coach because they're replaceable than it is to find a star quarterback. But by... Pursuing Deshaun Watson aggressively, which all the reports indicate, and by not naming him a captain, two is not the answer. Miami fans, get it right. Stop trying to be right and hold on and double down on a losing proposition. Two is not the guy. Dear Colin, if you were Ben Simmons' agent, what would you say to him now? I would refuse to be his agent. I refuse to represent somebody who doesn't care. I think the one thing you can't overcome as a boss with employees is indifference. Ben Simmons simply doesn't care. If you go to the early scouting reports, which are finding their way to the Internet now, this was a concern by scouts very early on. Ben only was willing to play a certain way. And that way was if he was in control and it was his team. But the NBA is a scoring league and he can't shoot. So that's what I've said about Daryl Morey, the Sixers GM. I would be less inclined to worry about winning a trade, more inclined to getting him out of the building. Dear Colin, your good old friend Jim Harbaugh is 6-0 this year. Are you buying the hype? Well, I'm buying that Jim Harbaugh finally looked in the mirror had some self-awareness, and hired different coaches. They do not have a dynamic offense. They're tied for 39th in total yards per game, Ohio State's number one. They're 103rd in passing yards per game. But despite the fact that Cade McNamara is only completing 61% of his passes and only has five passing touchdowns, I think the bigger story is they're a more physical team. They're running the football with success. They're number six in the nation in running. And I think that's what Michigan and most cold weather programs have to be. Similarly with Notre Dame, Brian Kelly made a pivot about three years ago. And this is something I've talked about with coaches. When you are a northern program, you're not going to have Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida's depth of wide receiver and running back talent but you can dominate offensive line recruiting. You can be a running team, a power team, and that's what Notre Dame's become, and they can go toe-to-toe now with Georgia. I think Jim Harbaugh stole a page from Notre Dame. We are what we probably were at our best in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, Michigan power football, and I love to see it. Dear Colin, people are wondering when Russell Westbrook will start gelling with the Lakers. Why is this a waste of time? Great question, because Westbrook doesn't gel with anybody. He's never gelled with a single teammate. He's not going to make this team more beautiful and artistic. What he's going to provide are minutes, energy, and passion for an old team to get through the season. Sometimes there's only so much you can get out of something. Only so many days you can use a swimming pool in Alaska. Russell Westbrook doesn't provide chemistry. He kills it. But what he provides is passion and 80 games a year of energy. And for a Laker team that is so old that even their bench is old. Usually in the NBA, the bench has an old player, and Andre Iguodala. Then it's about developing young players. The Lakers bench is Rondo, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwight Howard. It's graybeards start to finish. So Westbrook's not going to make them click. He is going to make opponents hustle and spend energy guarding him. For that, it's a decent move. All right, let's welcome in my buddy. We do this every Friday, Chad Millman, chief content officer for the Action Network. So on the year so far on the games we've talked about on this show, I'm 22, 26 and one, which is poor Uh, this week. Is I feel like I'm lost at sea. These are the worst numbers. First of all, I have a rule. I don't bet gigantic numbers. This week it's like college football. There's three bucks favored by twelve and a half. Cardinals favored by seventeen and a half. That's awful. Rams favored by fifteen and a half. It feels like Saturday. So Milman, it's interesting because I feel differently about multiple games from the beginning of the week because I think some lines have gone in my favor. I'll I'll throw I'll throw one at you. So initially, I. I, I was leaning Baltimore over Cincinnati, but here's why I would take the Bengals plus six. Hear me out. Um, I always worry about a team that has played back-to-back-to-back emotional games, and you've got a team that won on a you know 60-some-yard field goal. you got a game in which Lamar Jackson comes from behind to beat the Colts. You get a massive win over the Chargers. I mean, a flawless second half. And I look at that and I think to myself, okay, how much can you ask of a team emotionally? And I look at the Bengals here and I think to myself, the protection's a little better. They're getting six. It's a division rival. I would probably take Cincinnati here, even though, you know, seven or fewer, generally you would take the superior team at home. But I think I like the Bengals and the
3: points, sharper square. That is 100% grade A. Sharp, you kind of nailed it on the head with the Bengals. If I mean with with the Ravens, look at the Chiefs. Uh, There were some. There was a fumble that went their way. Look at the Lions. They needed a miracle to get away with it. Look at the Colts again. uh, Really, really challenging uh, game for them that they pulled out in miraculous fashion. Look at the Chargers. Um, they were perfect and it was the perfect spot for them against a team that had been flawless on third and fourth downs and was due for a regression. So you've gotten them either getting the ball going their way, karma on their side or a team that was due to sort of play regress back to the mean. You don't have those things and this is a Ravens minus three. The Bengals have been playing incredibly well and I don't think this is a jump off the Bengals bandwagon situation. You've got a division game with a Bengals defense that is significantly better than it's getting credit for. They are fifth in this sort of fancy metric called defensive DVOA, which measures a lot of different things according to Football Outsiders, um, which I'm not going to get too deep into. But needless to say, it's a very advanced analytic against measuring quality of your defense. The Bengals are good. They're also very good on running plays. called It's called fourth and EPA per play, right? Which is a very fancy way of saying the defense overperforms when opponents are likely to score. They're very good against the run is really all you need to say. And this Ravens team, despite Lamar Jackson's heroics, they still are a running team. And now they're out with without Latavius Murray. So, uh, I think you're on the right side here.
1: All right. What's the Packer line currently at the Action Network? What is your current line?
3: Uh, we are seeing the Packers minus
2: eight.
1: Yeah. So, you know, earlier in the week, um, you know, I liked Washington, but now I like the Packers at minus eight being – Washington is now rumored to be looking for a quarterback. Um, Taylor Heineke acknowledged this week that he's trying to play perfect football because Washington is coaching him out of some of his head living because he's making mistakes. So you have what I consider to be a fairly restrictive defensive coach in Ron Rivera saying, settle down. I'm not into your gamesmanship. And that is not Taylor Heineke's game. They were shut out by the Chiefs in the second half. The Packers. I think winning in Chicago was impressive. I think that's a little harder than you think. You have to remember, the Chicago team went to Vegas and shut down the Raiders. I also think if you look at what Green Bay has done this year, they haven't really played a great game. They really haven't. They really haven't clicked. I think I have an increasingly lost Washington offense, a slightly upticking Green Bay football team, Big edge
3: quarterback, I probably take the Packers here to win and cover despite a big fat minus eight. Yeah, this has been the most interesting game on the board for professional bettors. Um, I mention this every week, but there's always one game every week on my podcast with Simon Hunter, professional better, in which he starts getting calls from his buddies who are professional bettors to either congratulate him for being on the right side of a bet uh, – of a call and ma- and being brilliant – or they completely rage against him for a decision that he made and talked about on the podcast. This week, he went on and on about how much he loves the Packers minus nine and a half. And the wise guys all hated it. They're on Washington, Washington, Washington. They're on Washington so much that the line moved from nine and a half down to seven and a half and then they started buying back on the Packers. I think at minus eight, you you bet on the Packers. Um the Washington football team defense is terrible. Everyone thought it'd be great. But you could argue that it's the, really the Washington football team secondary that is terrible. And the front four is pretty good. But the secondary is so bad, the quarterbacks are able to get, ball, get rid of the ball much quicker than they have in the past. So they're not actually getting to the quarterback. One thing Aaron Rodgers is not doing very well, that he did incredibly well last year, that he was awful at for several years prior to that, under pressure, Struggling mightily. Fourth worst under pressure this year behind Tua, Geno Smith, Justin Fields. So I think at eight, the number is right. I think if it goes back up to nine and a half, you get back on Washington.
1: Are you ready to amp up the excitement every college football Saturday this year? All right, it's called Colin Cowherd's Saturday Spreads. It's on FanDuel free shot at big prizes. Really simple. I choose 10 of college football's biggest matchups each week. Make your picks against the spread for each one. And the fans who get the most right win 5000 bucks in prizes every damn week. My FanDuel college picks, I like Ole Miss minus 10.5 against LSU. I think LSU is a program that's reeling. Alabama, I can't see Tennessee's defense stopping the Tide. I'll take the Tide minus 27.5. And And Notre Dame, minus 6.5 at home against USC. Dante Williams against Brian Kelly will be a coaching mismatch. All right, those will be three of the 10 picks. Go to FanDuel.com slash SaturdaySpreads. FanDuel.com slash SaturdaySpreads. Or you can just download the FanDuel app. Check in, 5000 bucks every weekend. prizes. No purchase necessary. Age restrictions apply depending on location. Void where prohibited. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. C-O-L-A-N so they know I sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT at Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee redline is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT at in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text step to 53342 in Arizona. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. Let
4: me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years.
5: Hey, where are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
5: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
6: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver.
1: Um, a game that I think I'd stay away from, I'd probably, probably take the Falcons minus two and a half at Miami because you're not going to have much of a crowd. Um, the Tua Deshaun Watson rumors could dislodge the Dolphins locker room. The The play to me feels like Atlanta here, which, by the way, Arthur Smith, new coach. Matt Ryan's always been somebody. It, it takes him a season to kind of click with his new guy, even with Kyle Shanahan. But I do think the Falcons are better offensively today than five weeks ago. And I have a – if you look at the Miami stories and the locker room and the Deshaun Watson stuff, you could get a completely disengaged – they don't have a running game – a completely disengaged team in an empty stadium. So I would probably take Atlanta minus two and a half, sharper square.
3: Uh, That would be square Um, in a vacuum. This game is a pass. But in a vacuum, you want to take the Dolphins here. It is a good spot for a team that uh, needs to bounce back, that is devalued because of how they played last week against the Jaguars, which is really two or three plays that they made mistakes on. Otherwise, they should have won that game. The Falcons are getting a lot of credit right now because they've been playing better, because Matt Ryan has been playing better, because of beating the Jets. And then playing well but losing to the Washington football team that we just talked about. So I don't want to give them too much credit as a road favorite against a team that before the season started, we all kind of loved. And so to me, in a vacuum, I look at this and I think I'm getting comparable teams and I'm getting the uh, home team as the underdog. So I would take the Dolphins. That said, it's a pass because there's yeah. so much going on there with two yeah. – yeah, I just don't want to touch it.
1: Yeah, I'm just that was me. It was yep. a pass. Yep. There's but there's
3: not a lot of great lines this week. So no, it's tough. One of the, like finding it, five is really, really like I had a very hard time finding five um, games that I love this week. So I would take the Giants plus
1: three. The numbers worked in my favor. So I have a general rule that teams that are humiliated. And when somebody scores 38 straight points on you at home, you are humiliated. Desperate, humiliated teams almost always play well the following week. The Giants are not without talent. What do we know about Carolina? We know they don't play well from behind with Sam Darnold. Um, I I think you get a fairly inspired, desperate effort from the Giants. I would take the points here. It feels like the right side.
3: Yeah, I, I think Panthers are the right side. Uh, wow. um, and and it goes against what I would normally do, which is betting a home dog as a, you know, in this scenario against a Panthers team that I think got way overvalued uh, in the beginning of the year. But a couple of things have come out of Carolina that make me feel better about betting them than I otherwise would. Number one, Matt Rule is now just talking about how much he needs to run the ball. doesn't matter if Christian McCaffrey is back there Or not. He needs to run the ball. He knows he needs to keep the ball out of Sam Darnold's hand. All fine. Like, that's understandable. That makes sense. But then you have to look at the matchup, right? Like in all of the matchups, the Carolina defense is insanely good. Okay. And here's something I'm 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 cribbing this from one of our analysts. His name is Chris Raybon, who did the math on this. Carolinas pass defense. Number two on passes to the left. Number two on passes to the right. Number uh, I'm sorry. Number two on passes to the center. Number twenty nine on passes to the right. Daniel Jones struggles. He can't throw to the right. Like the the differences between what he does to the left and what he does to the right are massive. So his biggest weakness is the Panthers' defense' greatest strength. It's something that he he is not going to be able to exploit. What the Panthers can't do, which is Defending on the right side of the field. Um, and now, the Panthers, the past couple of weeks, they upgraded their defensive secondary. They have three cornerbacks in the top 35 of pro football focused grades. And then finally. And by the way, the Giants are beat up at wide receiver. Giants are beat up at wide receiver. Giants are beat up at running back. And Andrew Thomas is still out. You and I, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how much we love the Giants because Andrew Thomas was playing so well. He had, like, had this incredible rebound where he wasn't allowing any pressure on Daniel Jones. What's happened since Andrew Thomas went out? Daniel Jones has looked like Daniel Jones. So, I don't want to play – I don't want to bet on the Giants when they've got a left tackle who can't protect their quarterback, who can't throw to the right, which is the one place the Panthers can't defend.
1: All right. um, You you changed my mind. Um, I'm here for that. Well, when you bring these sassy metrics in, thirty uh, eighth on passes to the right, the hell's supposed to do with
3: that? I mean, seriously. It is like it is such a geeky one. I, like I thought I that's thought to okay. myself as I'm saying it i'm like i don't even I don't even know if i can I can say this without laughing, but like at the end of the day, the math is the math, and like you've got to follow it, and that's the difference between like people who do this every week and they sort of maintain their composure and they think, okay. I might have had a rough week last week. A lot of professional bettors had a rough week last week. Professional bettors, they will tend to bet the underdogs. They will tend to fade what the public is doing. And last week, the public cleaned up because all the favorites won. So it's hard to go back to the well the second week and make difficult decisions, but it's what we got to do. You know, the, the,
1: the Chiefs are interesting. So they're still not punting and they're still putting up prodigious offensive numbers. If they can clean the turnovers up, it's still the same team. They weren't great defensively last year. Uh, the Titans come off a highly emotional Monday night win, in which, by the way, they were outgained, out time of possessioned. Uh, they were outplayed by Buffalo. Josh Allen slips. They win the game. I think Tennessee's overvalued here. I take Kansas City to win by a touchdown. It's minus five and a half, sharper square.
3: This is this to me is a really challenging game. Um, Tennessee is the right side Uh, when the number was at five and a half. It's been bet down to four and a half and I think it's going to come down even more. As it gets further down, this is a game I would wait. Wait and see if you can get a better number because if you like Kansas City, everything you're saying is true. We just talked about regression with the Chargers, right? The Chargers were playing out of their minds when it came to turnovers. They go against the Ravens. I mean, not to turnovers, to, to third and fourth down. They go against the Ravens and all of a sudden, they're not converting as much and the Ravens win handily. The Chiefs have been turning the ball over uncharacteristic, at an uncharacteristic rate for Patrick Mahomes especially. That's going to change. So Now you're getting a Tennessee team off of an emotional win, a short week, even though they're home underdogs, which is not something professional bettors like to do. You have to expect that the Chiefs are going to be able to score every time they have the ball because at this point, the Titans' defensive secondary is just washed, right? Their two best players aren't even on the field right now. They won't be on the field for the rest of the year. Um, The one thing they have going for them is Derrick Henry is basically going to make it second and three every single series for Ryan Tannehill against a really bad Chiefs defense. So that's the scary thing. Like you're betting that the Chiefs are going to get one or two stops and they're going to score on those one or two stops. They kind of have to play the most perfect game they've played this year. Eagles
1: plus three at the Raiders. Eagles off a of bye, extra time. I'm not sure that's going to help Nick Ceriani. Uh The Raiders, I thought, were shockingly impressive at Denver. They had seven plus passes over 20 yards, which is the most any team has had in the league. I like Derek Carr much more than everybody else. Um, you know, Gruden's departure, obviously, didn't mean anything for the team, Often teams that get a new coach play very well for the first couple of weeks. Um, I tend to like teams with a buy. I do think Jalen Hurts is a playmaker. Um, I think if you haven't faced him, he's difficult. I don't think he's very good. But at this point, I think young quarterbacks, I've said this about Kyler Murray. um, I've said it about Lamar Jackson. While you learn the pocket, can you buy two years of playmaking with your feet? If you can, it takes about end of second year. We saw Kyler Murray last is second year, midseason. He became a better quarterback. This year, misses far fewer layups. Jalen Hurts is in the process. He's going to make plays with his feet until he learns and understands and can wrap his head around the complexities of the pocket. I think he's dangerous. I don't love watching him throw. I didn't
3: like watching Lamar throw for the first year. I'd probably land on the Eagles plus the points here. That's the sheriff's side. You will land on the Eagles plus the points here. And everything you said is true. And I'll take it out sort of 10,000 feet. We're talking about what the Eagles can do on the offensive line and what the Raiders can't do on the defensive line. And so just remember, Lane Johnson, who has been out the past few weeks, right? He's coming back this week. And the Eagles have struggled. Everyone thought after the opening week of the season, the Eagles were going to be amazing because... The interior of their defensive line is great and their offensive line is great. So, they were going to control the line of scrimmage in both scenarios and that's how you win football games. Then Lane Johnson went out and he's been out for three weeks and the Eagles have struggled. He's coming back this week. He'll be back at right tackle. Their right tackle can move to left tackle. All of a sudden, you have your best, ta- your best players on the offensive line in their best positions and that allows them to control what the Raiders really do well, which is rush from the edges, right? That's kind of their strength. So, if they're trying to rush from the edge and the Eagles are able to control it because they have their tackles back in their right positions. and The Eagles are number one in explosive run rate, partially because what Jalen Hurts can do when he's coming out of the pocket or when he's under pressure and he can find the gaps in the offensive line, specifically up the middle because the Raiders like to rush from the edge. So You're going to be able to explore some really, really huge gaps there. Um, The other thing that I would think about is that the Eagles can get a lot of pressure Up the field with the interior of their defensive line, uh, Derek Carr struggling mightily against pressure up the middle this season. So
1: I like the Colts initially plus the points at the 49ers, but now Garoppolo will play. The Colts suffered another secondary loss this week. They lost a second year safety. And I do feel like the 49ers feel this is the season. This feels like the season. I'm gonna take San Francisco minus the points here. Um, Debo Samuel remains one of the most underappreciated skilled people in the entire league. They get a push on the offensive line. And I feel the same way about the Colts is the way I feel about the Dodgers. I can like a lot about your structure, but there are just years. You can't get a health break. The Colts cannot get a health break. I think I take San Francisco minus the points here.
3: Yeah, you're right. And that's the side to be on because you just mentioned it. T.Y. Hilton gets back last week. Paris Campbell plays last week. Carson Wentz looks like a world beater because he's got his two best weapons. And he's got Jonathan Taylor, who's looking like a legit number one fantasy running back when the drafts happen starting for next season. Now, T.Y. Hilton is questionable. Paris Campbell isn't playing. And what you've got is a 49ers team that is, seems to be battling injuries every year. They just had a bye. So, you got Kyle Shanahan getting to game plan for right. a little bit more time. He's got Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. And I think that actually benefits the Niners. I know there's all this talk about is Trey Lance the right guy at this time, but he did not well, he could, He's
1: not now. He's not the right
3: guy right. now. He's not the right guy now. And, and to his credit and to Kyle Shanahan's credit, you know I'm a huge Kyle Shanahan fan. To his credit, they were in that Cardinals game. There's four or five, you know, they miss five. They're one of five on fourth downs. They make one of those. That's a different game. And so this team always knows how to compete. Now they're significantly healthier because of the coming off of the bye. I'm going to give you a couple stats. I'm going to go deep, deep, deep into the precedent setting stats. Let's see how you like these. Non West Coast teams going West for a prime time game the west coast team 52 29 and 6 64 percent against the that's right you don't bring that weak shit to the west coast don't bring the that. the west weak shit.
1: coast will thump you
3: i'm gonna go i'm gonna go like even deeper into the rabbit hole and i'm i'm gonna read this when i'm done reading it i want you i want you to tell me this is like the magic trick we did last week where i was so All amazed right. i want you to tell me How many games do you think cover this scenario? Because I'm going to read it and it's very specific, right? I'm ready. Here we go. The Colts are 4-2 this season against the spread. The Niners are 1-4. Since 2003, after week six, okay, we're in week seven, teams that have have covered less than 30% of the time, so the Niners in this scenario, versus teams that are better than 500 against the spread. The teams that are Under, that are covering less than 30% of the time. In this scenario, they win at a 71% clip. They cover at a 71% clip. How many games you think fit that scenario? Because it's very specific. In how many years? Since 2003. 50? Triple that. 150
1: games. So, you have a big body of data. data
3: there's a big body of data that indicates the niners are the right side here and now, then I couple bet- that with sort of all the stuff that we talked about
1: no it i, I think it's it's it, paris campbell's not very good but he's a weapon he had a touchdown last week he's got speed ty hilton does as well Pittman's more of a two so you lose your two burners and good luck so it's Pitt, who by the way i love Pittman. great hands uh, doesn't drop anything. Great kid. More of a two than a one. You're really good both TikTok. Your speed guys. Really
3: good YouTube. We love him on yep. YouTube. We watch his stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All
3: right. So I don't like,
1: I don't like big bets. I would say if I said you had to bet one of the big favorites: Bucks minus twelve and a half hosting the Bears, Cardinals minus seventeen and a half hosting the Texans, Rams minus fifteen and a half hosting the Lions i actually I actually would take the lions plus the points if I had to that one feels like the right side
3: it's pretty gross it is all um, they're all gross it, they're they're all really gross if you If you told me I had to take a favorite, I would probably take the bucks minus twelve and a half because the one thing we know the bears can do uh no matter who is playing, is run the ball. And that happens to be the one thing that the Buccaneers are amazing at, right? Because of their interior defensive linemen. So I'd probably take the Bucs because if I'm going to get Tom Brady and a a defense that can stop the one thing the opponent is good at, that's that's what I'm going to do. I don't disagree with you. If I I have to take an underdog, I would take the Lions just because I have a soft spot for the Lions. Um, And I think that they just don't give up. You could see it last week. They're down, you know, got, what was it? Like 30 they got to nothing.
1: Down, yeah, they got
3: down big. 27 or nothing. And like Dan Campbell is still calling timeouts with two minutes left down 23 points, right? And so they're going to find a way to get through the back door if it's remotely close. I am not going to take the Lions. I am not going to take the Texans. I am probably going to take the Bucs. Um, but if I had to choose one of the underdogs in those three, I would take the Lions.
2: complete terms.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex
1: Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The
0: Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
6: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver.
1: This is a rough week. In fact, one of my favorite picks of the week was Ole Miss against LSU. Ole Miss minus 10.5 against a reeling LSU program. That was one of my favorite picks of the week. We'll see if I'm right. USC is a a six-and-a-half-point dog at Notre Dame. Brian Kelly coaching mismatch over interim Dante Williams felt right. But we'll stick with NFL here. listen it's it's not a good NFL week. There's a lot of crap. You know what's funny though, whenever I say that, you end up knowing you know what's going to happen. We're going to get a couple of games in the one o'clock window that are just going to be spectacular. Lights There's going to be a, out that just I, I, this is the way it always works. There's always one or two NFL weekends that it just looks like dreck. but if the Bengals beat the Ravens early
3: game on, then you got a great then you have a great Sunday. But look, I am like, I'm totally looking forward to the Bengals playing the Ravens. I'm totally looking forward to the Chiefs playing the Titans. I think those are going to be amazing games. I'm like, I think those are great teams, really fun stars in each game. Joe Burrow has so much swag. He does not go into this game. He does not go into Baltimore thinking, we can't compete here. Like, he's going to that game thinking, I got Jamar Chase. I can do anything with this guy. I've got a running game that's playing incredibly well. My offensive line is actually playing a little bit better than people anticipated. Our defense is really good. The Ravens are down to their guys walking off the street to play running back. Like he's walking in there thinking, I got a shot here. I love this yeah. game.
1: Anything good in your life right now? Anything going on you like?
3: I got a lot going on. Uh, you can appreciate this. You have uh, you have kids that, that are in college and um, – My older son's uh, visiting day is coming up and we said to him, hey, should we come up Friday or Saturday? He goes, let me think about it. Let me see what the plans are. Let me see what's going on with my friends. He texted us two weeks later. Two weeks later, he he goes, remember, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's in Philadelphia, four hours from our house driving. He goes, why don't you guys just come up on Sunday? I'm like, dude, we're no, no. It's like he has so little time for us. So we've been managing that. No, this is, hey, by the way, this is the way it works. So my daughter
1: would travel the world if she could. She has got, I don't know if it's FOMO, Fear of Missing Out, or it's just the travel bug. Loves traveling. I try to squeeze in a day every three weeks. I took her to Zion National Park last weekend. I got a day. Oh, it's stunning. That place. Oh, Bryce. Zion. You can't. I tell my kids this. I said, there are people in Kansas who will never see this. There are people in the Midwest they have no idea about. Here's the thing. Now, because of the internet, you can go to places that you never visit. You can, I mean, you can literally experience stuff online. Can you imagine before the internet, people in the Midwest who really never knew about these wonders of the West. They didn't know what Sun Valley is. They don't know what Aspen is. They don't know what Bryce Canyon, Sedona. Like I told my wife when she's a Midwest girl we met in the East, I said, the thing I love about the West, there's about a dozen incredible little ski towns, little uh, mountain towns, canyon towns, you have, unless you live out West or – see, my mom used to get this magazine called Sunset Magazine. Now, as an East Coast person, it was a West Coast magazine. You can look it up. So I, I had stacks of these in my house. So it was like this wonderlust when I was a kid. I, would, this is, I was a reader when I was a kid. My mom made me read a lot. So I had these magazines. Google it. Sunset Magazine. So I've always had this thing. I've experienced every single – Cool, small town, Denver West. And I strongly encourage anybody listening, if you live in the Midwest, Google Sunset Magazine. There are so m- I shouldn't even tell people this because now you'll crowd the hotels and I'll never get up. The walking trails will be all jammed and you'll have your Buckeye hat on and just F my life up. But I had so much fun with my kids.
3: So we used to do this thing every spring break. It was me and my wife and our two kids. Uh, my best friend who lives in San Francisco and his wife and their three kids. Every spring break, it just so happened for five or six years, our spring breaks lined up. We would, we would rent RVs. We'd meet in some state, we'd rent two RVs and we would just tour that state. We did, we did Utah where we did Bryce and, and, oh. and Arches and all that kind of stuff. And then one year we did Oregon. One year we did Death Valley uh, and like Southern California. Um, One year we did New Mexico. And like you're talking about small towns and like seeing what life is like from an RV. It, 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 Colin, we laughed so much on those trips. We were so miscast as like the people who should be driving RVs through Utah or New Mexico or Death Valley or wherever. It didn't matter. One day I drove the RV away. I forgot to unplug it from the water and the electrical and like I was dragging the wires with me and I had people standing in front of me like stop 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 you're going the wrong way I'm like no not what are you talking about they're like you are dragging your wires you need to stop and uh, I'm like oh right I just completely forgot to unplug them every day was full of folly and comedy that you would never get if you did not try a trip like that to those places cuz you can't do that in the in the east we actually tried it we're like You know, can we do it in like the Appalachian or can we do it in Georgia or whatever? Like, can't do it. You can only do it in the West. By the way, I did love
1: Watch Hill, Rhode Island and Nantucket. Give props. Portland, Maine is nice, too. There are places out east that are wonderful. Asheville, North Carolina in the south. Just the West has an abundance of unbelievable either mountain towns, lake towns. Ski towns, college towns. It's just a and, – and by the way, big states, fewer people. There's yep. a lot the of room in the West.
3: It is like you get – New Mexico, we couldn't even get radio stations. Like you'd go from one, right. one site to the next and it would just be desert and it would be no radio. Like you just – you know, it's like nothing would click. It was just static, 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 static. Um, and by the way, on the East Coast, what you just mentioned, those those three towns, Portland, Maine, Watch Hill in Rhode Island, Nantucket, you might as well have named the three most beautiful exclusive places on the East Coast. This is not like, it's like like Taylor Swift has a house in Watch Hill, that is so big, it has security. Like like you can't even get near it.
1: (sighs) Well, I just live in my little enclave, my grotto in Los Angeles. We're at 70 degrees today and no wind.
3: It's nice. Yeah, but you know what? It's also 70 degrees and no wind in West Hartford today. Uh, It's a beautiful day. Good talking to you, buddy. As always, my friend, good luck to us.
1: Chad Millman, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, at The Volume Sports. Rate, review, subscribe.